thanks very much, Andrew. Look, uh, certainly it was a great honour and a great thrill for the club to win the award uh, last year. And, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure uh, what country racing Victoria proposes, but, um, yeah, look, we're thrilled to have won it last year. And, um, you know, I'm sure if they do have the awards, they'll be a worthy winner. And, uh, you know, Cranbourne uh, would like to consider itself as a potential nominee, but uh, certainly a lot of great country clubs out there. And, uh you know, just wishing them all uh, well. Um, I know their committees and their management and their staff. Now, it's a pretty difficult time that we're all experiencing at the moment, like the rest of the community. Um, but, um, you know, it's a great thing that uh, racing's been fortunate enough to continue at this stage, and we're all very grateful for that opportunity. So when we look back at that night of celebration, who would have thought what the next racing season would have in store? You're in the city of Casey, which has its uh, challenges, we know, with COVID. You're a unique club, suburbia to a point, but still embraces country, and you're a powerful club. How in general are you coping at Cranbourne, Neil? Well, certainly there's been some challenges. Obviously, um, you know, there's a level of disappointment um, that crowds haven't been able to sort of come to our race meetings, you know, not only owners, but members and key partners. Um, But I think overall, you know, we just feel very fortunate um, that we've been allowed to continue in the racing industry. So not only from a racing perspective, but, you know, at Cranbourne, it's been very important with the size and the scope of the Cranbourne training complex. You know, there's probably 800 horses a day that get worked at Cranbourne. There's 130 licensed trainers training out of the facility. Um, and so for those people uh, to be able to continue to, you know, care for their horses on a daily basis uh, and to continue to be involved in the industry, um, you know, we just feel very fortunate and, um, you know, we'll continue to work as hard as we can with the state government, as hard as we can with Racing Victoria and our participants uh, to make sure we do everything possible to minimise the spread of this virus. A thriving training location, lots of expansion and uh, stuff happening at your club. Has that continued or is it tempered? How's that located for you? Look, I, I suppose, Andrew, it's been an incredibly busy time, not only with the uh, the challenges that uh, the COVID-19 situations presented with biosecurity measures that needed to be put in place, uh, but from a club point of view, um, there's been some significant changes at our training facility. Um, during the past uh, couple of months, we've completed the uh, construction of a, uh, of a fourth inside grass training track at the Cranbourne Training Complex. Uh, that was approximately a $4.2 million project. Um, and next uh, Tuesday, uh, we'll open a new poly track for our trainers uh, at the Cranbourne Training Complex. So that's a significant development. Um, and the work continues. Um, we're about to start a project where we'll construct a, another 220 uh, stables on course at the Cranbourne Training Complex. Uh, so that'll complement the existing 235 that we already have on course. So it'll be a significant number. Um, so there's been plenty of work happening uh, on that front, certainly keeping us all uh, pretty busy while we also focus on the uh, the challenges that the wider community's dealing with as well. We're chatting to Neil Bainbridge, as we do with most race clubs, check in to see how clubs are coping and fairing, a very busy club, the reigning country club of the year, of course. Neil, some clubs have bistros and other uh, revenue streams and so on. The, the bistro area there, is that continued or reopened and closed or takeaway? What's happening with that aspect of your location? Yeah, so certainly the Trio Sports Club, um, you know, it's an important sort of community venue. Um, you know, unfortunately, like all venues, um, it's currently closed. Um, you know, it did open there for a period of time in accordance with the government guidelines um, with capacities of 20 people, um, you know, per, per space. Um, so, so that's disappointing um, that it's not open, but we're also 
you know, we're mindful that there's a lot of businesses uh, in the same boat and uh, a lot of people are doing it very tough um, with these restrictions that have been put in place. Um, and so it's certainly hurting, um, but, um, you know, we'll work through it as best as we can, like a lot of businesses, to make sure that we can come out the other side um, in as good a shape as possible. Now, the meeting coming up would have been your members' day. Obviously, your members are not on track. Uh, what are you doing there? Have you made an announcement yet as to what you're doing going forward with memberships and fees and so on? What what uh, happens under the banner of members? Yeah, so, so certainly it would have been um, our members' race day. Um, we're actually going to hold a members' appreciation race day um, on our Sunday in the middle of September. Um, so we'll be doing a, a, some announcements for our members around that actually this afternoon. There's some details going out. Um, what we advised our members some time back um, is that the club was going to extend the current membership year through to the uh, the end of the calendar year. So our membership uh, will remain current till the 31st of December and then we'll undergo a renewal process for membership. Um, and that membership year for next year will start on the 1st of January. Um, so, so we've decided um, a few months back uh, that we would move to a calendar year membership um, which we think has got some great opportunities. And uh, one of the beauties of that is it allow our membership season to build towards uh, the spring carnival, um, more towards the back of the membership year rather than at the start of the membership year. Um, and some of the initial feedback from our members is they're, they're very appreciative of the extension uh, through to the 31st of December for this year, um, but also excited about some new um, opportunities that will present our members um, as we move forward as well. And uh, it's too early to decide how you'll have your tab Cranbourne Cup day. I guess uh, it's early October at this stage, but but news on that still to be decided. Or uh, well, I think we're locked in, so we're, we're locked in to run the, uh, the the tab Cranbourne Cup again uh, at the same time frame. So we'll run the Pinker Pinker on the Friday night and the tab Cranbourne Cup uh, on the day after Caulfield Guineas Day in its traditional spot. Um, look, we're really thrilled with uh, some recent an- recent announcements regarding sort of prize money. The uh, you know the Tab Cranbourne Cup will continue to be conducted for four hundred thousand um, dollars. Look, it'll be strange not having uh, crowds uh, on course um, is our expectation at this stage. Um, but you know, I'm sure it'll be a it'll be a great race and something that we really look forward to. Those two day carnival in October. And the tri-codes, again, that's still a few months away, but logistically with so many um, people on track in so many roles, would that be a challenge under the current situation? Or Yeah, look, it, it will present some challenges. That's something that we're working through with um, both uh, the Harness and the Greyhound uh, clubs at the moment uh, about that. I think also, you know, the beauty of tri-codes is such a great event. It, it really captures the imagination of the community. Um, and so that's something that we're very mindful of. And uh, in our discussions, we may look at uh, relocating tricodes um, into uh, into March in 2021 or possibly even January, depending upon what's happening with state government restrictions. Um, you know, it means so much to the Casey community. Uh, the racing industry across all three codes is very important to the Casey community. Uh, and so we explore everything we can to uh, try and conduct that event in a time frame that allows our community to attend and support it. And just finally, I did tongue-in-cheek say you'll be the reigning club of the year for a bit longer. Do you have an opinion on whether there should be awards or accolades or was it too far into the season when some clubs couldn't allow crowds on track? Is it not the spirit of things or is it something maybe we need to cheer ourselves up? Do you have an opinion on, on awards? Um, look, I certainly haven't spoken to anyone at CRV about it. Look, I probably do have an opinion. I, th- I think we probably um, 
should continue with the awards. Um, I think there's been some great efforts with um, horses and riders throughout the year across all the country tracks that should continue to be recognised. And I think in many ways, you know, a lot of country clubs have worked extremely hard through this COVID period, um, whether they're racing or not, to continue to support their own communities, continue to support their trainers and participants. Um, and I think for some of those clubs and, and committees who are largely volunteer, um, yeah, I think it would be great if, if they continue to be recognised. And in many ways, you know, I, I think it's probably even more important this year that we do that and to uh, and to have a bit of a reflection and a little bit of celebration and acknowledgement of the, of the wonderful work that the country racing clubs have done during this difficult period uh, in accordance with uh, with government guidelines. Well said, Neil. You're a powerful club. You're a barometer of uh, racing in the state and uh, country club of the year, as we know. And uh, all the best with your meetings coming up. And thanks for updating all of the Cranbourne news for our listeners. Good on you, Andrew. Appreciate the time.